0: Welcome to The Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 16 and 17 of The Great Hunt, in the mirror of darkness and choices. Enjoy. All right, welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Gorgon Through the Great Hunt. It's, uh, um, we are, good Good Lord, Uh, it seems like we're almost halfway done we're looking at the book, but I know we're not, but (laughs) we've we've worked a lot through this book already. It seems like we're going a lot faster, at least that's just to me, but um, so before I get into anything else, what I always have to do is uh, go through some housekeeping. We do have two new Patreons. Um, since last week, so Matthew Steinhaus and is it Levon? Um, is that's his uh, handle on Discord? are Our two newest patrons. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you. We we, we love our our patrons a lot, and um, we, we, we we can't can't express it enough how much we appreciate you guys. Um, the next thing, as far as housekeeping goes, is because of one of our patrons, our patrons um, Watt Credits, um, he's been with us since really early on. He was one of our first, first ones to join up with us. He contacted me about a week ago with an idea that he wanted to do a giveaway with us. So as you guys know, we do giveaways. We just did one for a hardcover copy of uh, The Great Hunt. Um, so he's contacted me and said, hey, how about we give away a um, a, a, a audiobook. So he actually has extra credits for an audiobook. So it'll be any audiobook of your choosing. Um, so you can just let him know what audiobook you want or whatever, and you'll get it free as long as it's on Audible, which uh, most titles are. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be all the time, but if you want to share it with a friend and get someone in for the first time with Eye of the World, you can use it for that. Whatever you want to. Um, but uh, the contest will be, and and I think when this is released next week. Um, what credits will then put on Twitter What the details are But I'll tell you guys right now For you all listening live um, Oh, it would be August 25th Okay um, If you guys show in li- uh, going live um, It's going to be As long as you guys follow Both the Will Reads And at what credits on Twitter You're eligible for the credit I do have to Only tell so you though uh, Yeah, but, but anyway, I do have to tell you At what credits does have spoilers So if you're a first time reader Follow him at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, it's Watt underscore credits. Um, that's the that's his uh, Twitter handle. Um, but he does have spoilers in his Twitter, so just be careful if you're a first time reader. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's the. And then the drawing will be on August twenty fifth. Um, on who wins that, and we'll go from there. So uh, another fun giveaway for everybody. That's always fun. Cool. Thank yeah, you, man. Watt. Watt credits. credits. Um, and then yeah and then other housekeeping we are if you guys saw me um last wednesday i was on the dusty wheel um we are going to be on the dusty wheel again um all of us so myself ian and chris on the 19th that's wednesday the 19th um at 9 p.m eastern standard time um so this episode will come out on the 18th um so if you guys listen to us um on release day uh tune in again tomorrow to, to see us on the dusty wheel um, other things we have merchandise we find thank you uh, Rob, Rob who's our guest and I'll introduce him in a second his, his wife's been working hard to get our, uh, our merchandise up and running so I uh, uh, can't appreciate it up uh, enough um, just uh, that that, um, uh, that, we, that she got that up for us we have a website you guys can go buy merchandise now we have frosty mugs t-shirts more stuff will be added we're still working on designing some more t shirts and things like that, but just our basic launch is up. So I'll include that in the description of the podcast from now on. So you guys can click below, uh get some of that swag. Um it's pretty cool stuff. We got shot glasses too, which I think I'm gonna buy one of those. So
1: um <laughs> I I'd like to I'd like to point out, Alan, that um you said multiple times that she got it yes. up for us. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, I just had to Make sure everybody heard that. That's listening live.
0: Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Got the website up. I—that's that, yeah. the proper terminology. Come on, guys. You guys, get your head up. All right. <laughs>
1: I'm just pointing it out. You know, maybe you wanted to correct that statement. I don't know. She launched the website for us. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> she did launch it. I mean, I'm extremely immature, so you know, it's better, I guess. Well, Edit yeah. all this out, please. <laughs> no, it
0: stayed in. i content. Uh, so, <laughs> moving right along. Um, so I want to introduce our guest. Uh, we have Rob Christensen from Weekly Wheel News with us. So I'm going to let him talk about what he does in case you live under a rock uh, or you're not on Twitter. Or I guess you're on Facebook and Instagram. So if you're not on social media, then you might not have heard of him. But then I don't know how you heard of us. So, um, but yeah, Rob, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, so I, I've been doing the Weekly Wheel News for um, – about a year and a half, I think about halfway through the second year, um, started doing it. And, uh, I want to say early November of 2018. Um, and it all started, uh, because, um, I was working late one night when my, my wife was, uh, up in Seattle with her cousin and, uh, um, I was listening to why well, I, I just started looking around for, uh, podcasts, um, you know, real time podcasts. And I had found, um, the white tower, uh, and they had just started. And at the end of their show, then they had like a little closing, you know, next time on the white tower and they would do, um, these like, you know, teaser blurbs. And I was like, those sound like headlines. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to make something with that. And so I started doing, um, You know, this is because as a kid, I always collected the the real um, supermarket tabloid, you know, the the weekly world news, you know, and that's what this is a parody of. Right. And uh, yeah. And so, you know, with Bat Boy and and those, um, you know, different characters and stuff. And so I used to love those when I was a kid. And I always said once I started going to art school and getting really good at Photoshop, I said the pinnacle of my career would be designing for the weekly world news. Uh, but then it went out of business, and my dreams were dashed. Um, <laughs> so Aww. now, Aww. Um, you know, now it's kind of a, a hobby project um, to kind of resurrect that, um, you know, that fun kind of desire, and then also take uh, satire, sat, satirical? satirical, satirical, satirical look at um, not only modern, uh, you know, current events, but uh, but those in the wheel of time through a randland a skewed randland tabloid-esque lens and so it's kind of a, <laughs> a strange hybrid of of my um, you know my wheel of time fandom and my love for the weekly world news
0: that's awesome <laughs>
2: uh, so that's really yeah. cool so
1: hey when one door closes another opens uh, and i think there's a lot of people out there that are glad you open yeah. this one
2: yeah it's fun i know yeah, alan talks about you often me, like hey when are you gonna do like full issue i'm like i seriously don't have time for that <laughs> i have a job you know
0: yeah <laughs> um
2: and so like i i don't know how i could um you know find the time to write the articles and stuff like that so it's just <laughs> the covers you know um and that's really the the the, the fun yeah
0: me, so. you can always get writers you know uh, i'm yeah. sure there's plenty of fans out there that would write um i mean not not to call it nabless but he's making a whole website and a lot of his articles are all written by fans he just has people yeah i've had you know. a
2: couple people say like hey you know can i write an article and i'm like well if i decide to do that um in crowdsource that stuff out, i'll let you know yeah. but
0: i mean i, I will see I, I like the covers. Um, after, this, yeah
1: after this <laughs>
2: I need a serious. After this, talk to Alan. Before, uh, before I at
1: the bit. Yeah, I was gonna say after this, talk to Alan about how we make millions of dollars doing the <laughs> podcast. <There's, laughs> I don't yeah. think it's zero. So, we, so make,
0: we, make of, we make tens. of dollars. <laughs> tens. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we ask
1: for four in one, so it looks like more and then you know we throw it around the room and it's yeah, it's awesome it's, it's it's a lot of fun um yeah so uh we
0: we don't get youtube money so it's not you know we're not we're not there yet uh you know, yeah you know, not yachts and those kind of things but <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> we're getting there youtube doesn't pay enough um or uh podcasting doesn't pay enough <laughs> or or anything really uh but yeah so that's awesome i mean i i enjoy your weekly um a tabloid newspaper coming out. I know Chris and Ian probably can't look at a lot of it because it is full spoilers. But um, you know, like I said, it's, uh, I've, I shared a few headlines with Ian before. I think with Chris too. Just read some of them. Six
3: years, we will be able yeah. to read.
0: <laughs> so I've read some headlines to them. I just can't show them the full page because usually usually there's at least one thing on there that they haven't got it to yet so
2: (laughs) yeah it's usually like um i I put in the bio on point on twitter i think it was um you know proudly spoiling the wheel of time every what (laughs) wednesday um because i it's impossible for me to you know not do that because it's sequential right like right um but um, yeah but i have noticed that like if you're you can kind of get a sense of where I'm at reading them based on what those general stories are. Sure. Um, uh, because, you know, will have ideas based on things, ch- chapters or whatever. Cool. Um, and so you'll see like in the next one, there's a, uh, there's, there's one specifically about, you know, the chapters that we're going to do the okay. over tonight.
0: Awesome. That's cool. <laughs> we feel so that's, special. That, that's, that's really cool. Um, so, um, normally, what we do now is we just talk about our personal life and what's going on personally. I don't have a whole lot, but I know Chris does, so I'm not going to skip this part. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll talk about my personal life real fast, but uh, no, I'll just give it over to Chris. Uh, and if, Ian, if you have anything, too, you can talk. Uh, I know you have some Ian
3: stuff. Before,
0: um, okay, yeah, Chris, you can clean, you can clean us up. Mm. So, uh, so, speaking of cleanup, uh, yeah, we had a storm last week. I spent all the weekend long uh, p- p- picking up branches and... Debris that just was all over my backyard, which was fun. I say that completely sarcastically. Um, mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I got to go on the motorboat um, with uh, the family, uh, which was really cute. My 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 son's been on the motorboat before, but I don't think he really remembered because um, I mean, we, it was last summer. We, we just haven't got a chance to get out this summer. It's just been busy. It's all been August. And I'm like, normally we're motorboating every weekend. It's just been one of those years. It's been a weird year. Um, but he was super excited. My dad let him drive the boat. You know, um, he's two and a half years old. So, he, for like, I, still to this day, he keeps telling me he's the captain. So, um, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 the, I'm captain the captain now. now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. So um, that's pretty much it for my personal life. Not a whole lot going on. So, what about you, Ian? I know there's some boats also as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, so uh, still boat shopping. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it last episode. I've been talking in Discord about it with some folks. Um, Alan helped me out looking at a couple. Uh, I learned that Alan's knowledge of uh, sailboats is helpful and not helpful because this is a boat I'm trying to live on, and he's just trying to pick out the biggest, fastest boat. And if you know anything about sailboats, the ones that are designed for racing, the fast ones, uh, they don't have the creature comforts down below. So we we looked at one that would be a blast to sail and race and up around Solomon's God, we would dominate the circuit up there, but I would need a crew of like seven people to handle it in decent wind and it would not be comfortable to live on. So that's the one Alan was like, yeah, you totally yeah. need to get that.
0: Well, you probably you'd put a couple thousand dollars um, into
1: it to get it race ready. But right? yeah. And it, there, there was a small investment there, but there's a couple others I'm looking at. Um, got one i'm looking at tomorrow at hampton yacht club so we'll, we'll see making progress there i got a little bit of time until i go back to work and, and got to have uh, my apartment on the water um starting to pack up for our beach week uh i'm doing five days in kitty hawk and three days uh down in hatteras uh, super excited about that and just booked one full day of offshore fishing uh, getting Now that the kids are older, that's something we can do. So we're going to try and get some tuna and mahi-mahi. And if we land a couple of those early on, we're going to switch over to chumming for shark and just try to land something big and nasty. So the, the kids are really excited about that. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's what I got going on. So <laughs> this weekend's been
3: phenomenal. I can say that out loud and proudly. Like I have finished my licensure for teaching So literally I have one more test and I am a licensed teacher, but all the classroom stuff is done for. I'm so, so, so happy to say that out loud. And then I, um, as you all know, I've also been doing a certification on top of that. I'm a four weeks ahead in that class. I literally have half of a presentation to finish and I'm done with that class and two flip grids. If you don't know what it is, Google it. You'll love them. (laughs) And then I'm, Awesome announcement of the weekend is like i am now no longer single
0: <laughs> Yay! Hey! so I, I spent some
3: time with miss elizabeth chanel uh and we enjoyed you know a few really good days and some really great nights <laughs> and um nudging a wink <laughs> way more than a nudge in a wink but anyway we won't kiss and tell <laughs> But I can definitely say that I have um, found my balance and found a happy place and definitely am looking forward to what the future will hold for the two of us. Um, Great conversation. We were able – I'm going to go into just a little bit, just my excitement. Um, On Sunday, we went – we both attended each other's church virtually And then we decided, um, to do a bike ride with a friend and, you know, after the bike ride, which I I realized as we were going that it was a little bit tougher on her than it was on us. So we kind of half did the bike ride and kind of finished up and she was hot and tired and bothered. And my friend Alan Hinton and I decided that we were going to go to a meat shop. We had already made this plan post pre her, um, And then since she entered into the story, we're like, you know, you're of course invited. And since you're here with us, you might as well come. And, you know, most people are like, nope, I'm tired and ready to go home. She's like, nope, let's go shopping. We're out. That was the first win. I was like, here's somebody that's willing to just get business taken care of. And it was even better. Like we walked into this meat shop and she's like, I looked at her and I'm like, okay, so we had beef yesterday. So my only criteria for tonight is that we have a different protein and we have a vegetable we were in and out of the grocery store in 15 minutes with enough food for the rest of the weekend. Nice. That was awesome. Man, and nice power shop. We agreed mm-hmm. on everything, too. That's what killed me even more. I was like, damn, like, this is phenomenal. Uh, and as much as I talk, I didn't have to talk much this past
1: weekend, which was really nice.
0: Nice.
3: Very good.
1: Cool. Well, the stars are aligning. They really yeah. are. Well, Chris,
0: you, you don't uh, – uh, uh, I mean, Chris is awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I can't be more happy and excited for you. Uh, can't wait Thank to – uh, and you have to get her to read Willow Time, of course. So, um,
3: She so. actually is planning on reading. She's actually listened uh, to the first episode of the podcast already.
2: That was awesome. She, okay. Cool. And, uh, she didn't know she was dating a celebrity. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's, she's Anna lord of the rings and harry potter and she's red game of thrones so okay that's, 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 that's perfect. Yeah. She, she fits right in with the rest of us
0: okay good she got,
2: she got the nerd credit. yeah yeah so
3: rob um you don't have to do personal
0: life if you don't want to sometimes our guest hosts do it's up to you um if not no that's yeah. fine it's
2: cool um so uh this week um jennifer and i took uh took a little mini spontaneous vacation, actually technically a working vacation uh, to um, up to Alki Point in Seattle. And so um, we're here in a little beach house um, hanging out um, just to get away from the production side of, of her business um, because uh, this last week, uh, our church had their youth camp. And so we did like, we did over a hundred shirts for them. And then, uh, you know, all of the, all of the Gator Shufas that I've been doing for the weekly wheel news, like doing all those orders and stuff. And it was a long hot week in front of two very hot heat presses and stuff. And so, um, so we're not, we're not missing that, but you know, we've still been busy. Um, I've been, um, you know, working on my day job, which is already remote. Um, um, I'm a design director for a consulting company. And so um, I do like content marketing design. So I've been working, Um, from here doing that while she's been um, you know hard at work on your store which you had mentioned is up now so that's awesome Mm -hmm. Um, I was uh, you know a fly on the wall and 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 uh, you know looking at your merch stuff and uh, I was excited to hear that you guys have the frosty mud going yeah Um,
0: yay uh, I'm gonna put
2: one of those up also for the for the weekly news because I just think it'd be cool to see, you know, people collect them all. You know, those of us that got the ones from the Dusty Wheel. And right. now Topper and Riyadh is doing it, too. And um, so we'll just have, like, you know, the, the oh, oh. mantelpiece of of Wheel of Time-inspired Frosty Bugs. Nice. it would be awesome. Cool.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. Um,
2: yeah, so that's what we're doing this week. Um, and, um, yeah. So there you go. Thank cool. You Jennifer, Rob. Yeah.
0: Thank Thank you, thank you, guys, uh, all you guys, just for helping us out uh, with with the merchandise. Uh, It's been a long time coming. We wanted to do merch for quite some time. We just, you know, looked a lot of different places, and we love that we can keep it within a Wheel of Time content creator space because that's just even. Yeah, it's kind of funny
2: how that happened because. You know, she's been she's been doing. Um, you know, she's been running this business for three or four years now, I think, uh-huh. and um, you know, has been pretty successful in a lot of stuff for like you know school teams and you know church groups and and um, you know local gym teams and things like that. Um, and she does like a lot of like mom shirt designs and things like that. Um, and uh, one day I was like, hey, I see that you just got this awesome glowforge thing. Um, can I play with it and make some bookmarks? uh, for the wheel of time. And, um, and so I did that and, you know, those went over well. And so, um, she's like, well, now you need a store. And so we set up a store and, Mm -hmm. you know, did some shirt designs and stuff like that. Sure. Cool. Uh, So it's plans coming together. And then uh, I was like, Hey, you know, since, since we're, um, you know, in discord on that content creator channel uh, that was created recently, um, we we're talking about um, you know merchandise and stuff, and uh, I think that's where I was talking to you guys mm-hmm. about like, hey, you know, she can do that kind of stuff, and and so right. it's, it's kind of cool to see, uh, even though she has absolutely no context for for the Wheel of Time, <laughs> she never read it. Like I tried to get her to read it a couple times. We were on a a drive, and I got her to listen to the prologue, and she was so confused, and I'm like, dang it, I just yeah. skip the prologue because yeah. now I can't get her to just jump into chapter one.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
2: You the know, prologue. Maybe she'll is, watch the show with me when it comes out. I don't know, but yeah, the prologue is better on a reread. So yeah, you know, it <laughs> um, yeah. I remember when I prologue. first was reading the series back in the, the mid '90s, and my friend had tossed it to me. And after I got through the prologue, I'm like, "What the heck am I reading?" You know, like, I got so many <laughs> questions.
1: Um, oh yeah. Same for Chris and I. We were, like, thoroughly mm-hmm. confused. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, let's get right into the episode. So before
0: we do that, just kind of predictions from last time. And I'll open to uh, you, Ian, and Chris, if there's anything that you think of that I should have brought up that I missed. But um, So a couple predictions are statements. Not necessarily predictions, but a couple highlights, I guess, from last week. Um, loyal accosted a tree. Um, that was a kind of a, a statement. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, there's there's something definitely. Yeah, um, Varen is Black Aja. I think Chris said that our it's Oh no, you guys said about everybody. Um everyone, everyone's a dark <laughs> <That's friend>. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, Wheel of Time <laughs> is just the Matrix. Um, pretty much that was a the theme of last uh, episode, which is that <laughs> that it's really just the Matrix.
1: Yeah, a lot of Neo was, talk. A lot of Neo talk sure. last episode.
0: Um, about Agent Smith. Uh, yeah. So, anything else from last episode that mm-hmm. like kind of you guys were thinking? Um,
3: multiverse
0: dimensions. Yeah, and we mentioned that at the beginning. That's not yeah. a new one, but yes, that was of course from last time.
2: Well, I thought it was cool, you know, and listening to the last episode that you guys were saying, like, you know, there's as you're talking about the multiverse and stuff, and you're like, there's there is a sci-fi aspect to this, you know, for you fantasy nerds, and <laughs> really that's what it is. The cool thing about this story is that it is both fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. Because you know, ages yeah. come and pass, and so it's all—it's not only is it like you know, futuristic, but it's also in the past yeah. and in the future and in the past and in the future.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if the will will. love it, exactly. So, moving right along, we'll go right to chapter 16 in the mirror of darkness and the icons of Dragon's Fang um that's the icon for the chapter and we talked about a little bit in the last episode which you guys you know initial thoughts were on that um but now that you've read it i mean uh, i guess you know that's probably just referring to this, these worlds you know they talk about the mirror worlds and, yeah but we'll get to that anything guys you want, want to talk about or add
1: yeah i mean that, that's pretty much it uh just giving us better description of where we are now and then uh you know later on uh loyal chiming in kind of focusing on what the place yep. is mm-hmm. yeah so yep sure so we start the chapter off
0: with um heron kind of really he, I don't want to say upset because he never gets upset with Rand. Um, you know, he, he 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 respects Rand too much for that. He's worried that Rand stood up all night and didn't let them have watch shifts. That, you know, I think that's more the adjective. He's worried. Um, that Rand shouldn't have done that, you know, that he should have slept and let them have it. But of course he was after his, his little incident with his ha- burning his hand, he just could not sleep. So he just like, I'll just sleep all night. Mm. Um, and Rand, you know, pretty much just brushes it off, says it doesn't matter that I didn't sleep. We ride. Let's keep going. Uh, we gotta, we gotta catch these guys. Um, and at this point, Loyal also asks about Rand's hand and he brushes it off, you know, doesn't want anything. And they start looking for the tracks. So let's talk about that before we start getting this whole scene about no tracks. But
3: well, we got her and his main focus was getting home. It was it was twofolds: focus on a making sure that Lord Rand took care of himself, and then b making sure he had a way home. But it's also like teaching Rand how to be a lord. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: yeah, yeah I thought point. that was
3: interesting the way he kind of like gave him like the shifty eyes and it's like, you know, you, you're supposed to kind of say things with authority and you do things with authority. Like even putting in your place, you shouldn't be letting me fish in your place. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Anything for you, Ian, about this opening scene or
1: thoughts? Uh you know, I in a, get a a little bit more vibe of that sense of duty from our okay. sniffer. And uh, just just from that culture, you know, him saying you shouldn't have done it, uh, Rand. It's it's a balance of uh, looking out for Rand, uh, you know, and and also obviously everybody uh, is putting their faith in Rand. He's the one who's going to be able to get them out of this. So he wants Rand to be fresh. But he probably has, you know, when he woke up and realized what happened, like uh, a small sense of shame, like, you know, part, part of his duty, part of that small team they have as he should have pulled the shift and I, I could just picture him waking up like oh shit I slept all the way through the night like so a bit of feeling bad he didn't do his mm-hmm. part also but,
3: yep. but
0: that, that
1: might be me reading into a little bit their duty. Yeah. Well,
0: I, think, well, I think that's <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. lucky that's, that's yeah. all of, all of Shannarans they're very duty bound people they're, they're warrior they're warrior
1: right. yeah. people that's... yeah everybody's yeah. got to do their part and play their role yeah. for it to work so I, I kind of caught yeah. that vibe so we get this next scene and Rand starts looking for
0: tracks and there are no tracks and yeah, you know, Curran still can smell the, tr- the, the tracks Says, you yeah, know, this is where they're going. I can still smell it, but they're, you know, there's not even a hoof print, not a blade of grass. That's bit the wrong way. Like you, if there's a bunch of Trollocs and dark friends all running, you know, thinking about making a pretty good pace. If they're running from these guys, you know, they're chasing them. Like you'd think there'd be some tracks, right? You would hope. Yeah,
1: Yeah, some evidence of something. And uh, he also, you know, as he's looking around and they've already noted that this world that they're in is is odd. Uh, So, you know, there's possibly that split second thought, like maybe here people just don't leave tracks. But he turns around and looks behind and, well, they're leaving tracks, so it can Mm -hmm. be done, but they just don't exist. There's nothing here.
3: What you get? What were you guys he thoughts when you first read that? Heard oh. the word reassurance. He said he needed to reassure himself that the um, the land did take hoof prints, straight turf and bent grass marked their passage plainly. Yet ahead, the ground was undisturbed. So he's really questioning everything. He's starting mm-hmm. to have this intuitive idea that something's really off with the tracking or lack thereof. Right. Yeah.
0: and then we get to a really fun part so in the uh, distance rand sees a spire he wasn't really paying attention so it's kind of already large yeah you know it's obviously right there and um <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> so uh, many jokes yeah but we'll uh, move on. <laughs> and, and and her and uh, uh you know mentions that oh that, that's probably Archer's Archer's uh monument for his victory um uh, and Loyal's like that doesn't make sense that's three three or four days away um you know, even, even if this is a different world where it, that monument still exists, it shouldn't be this close. Um, so, um, you know, they talk about maybe avoiding it, but Rand, you know, but Rand says, no, I want to go see it. <laughs> so we have this whole entire scene here where Rand just gallops off and, and Loyal sees what's wrong with it right away and tries to tell him to stop. But, of course, Ogiers being Ogiers very slow methodical ranch just like let's just go and takes off running
3: so <laughs> let's talk about this whole scene and there's the whole idea that they should be three to four days behind the spire like they should take them that much longer to get to where they're going and like you said it would have been torn down a thousand years prior to them getting there and there'd be nothing but a mound of rubble so that was pretty interesting to know that in this particular world so then we have this moment where it's like when they're realizing that the time lapse isn't quite what
1: it should be yeah or the the distance covered for sure so on on this page is where uh i just started writing my my questions um we we know that You know, in this world, this mirror world, things are already slightly different, but what else is different? Uh, So I just start writing, does, you know, uh, does time pass differently? Um, Jordan is intentional about everything. It's not like he's going to say, oh, we got here sooner than we thought. That's odd. And then there not be a purpose to that, you know? So uh, is, is it that they're just able to cover more ground or... Uh, the stones, when you go from one to the other, are they not in the exact same location? And, and if so, what's the importance of that? You know, is that going to come into play sort of thing? Mm-hmm. So start start asking more questions, but, you know, obviously Jordan's intentional about pointing out these differences and these oddities in this place that we're sure. in. So, Rob, I know
0: you're, it's probably been a while since the first time you've read these series, but, um, but at least for your first time going through this, what was your whole thoughts on this whole entire – I guess seeing, uh, you know, this is really where we're getting into this, this, this new world. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys or anything you want to add?
2: I guess just, just ask, you know, like, why do you think there's, there's nothing here yet? Um, I thought it was pretty interesting when I was first, first reading it, um, you know, cause I've always, um, you know, kind of uh, loved these kind of alternate history kind of stories, you know, um, and to, to see this kind of branch into that, um, had, I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it kind of like the, uh, you know, Amazon has that series, the man in the high castle, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, or, you know, these alternate, uh, yeah. Alternate reality kind of stories. I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah, I would just be curious. What do you guys think is, uh, you know, is happening with, uh, you know, the fact that the place is so still,
1: yeah, so when when we started to learn about this in previous chapters, uh, and and loyal telling us that it, it it could be worlds where just a a different choice was made or something slightly different changed in the pattern, um, you know, possible versions of you know the the world that we're in, sort of thing. So, uh, and they were talking about the black scorch marks across the earth and everything. So, uh, I I was picturing like a post apocalyptic like uh you know nuclear
2: uh,
1: armageddon sort of thing you know and and that this this earth that they're traveling on is legit dead ravaged by war or something like that
2: yeah there's like i've probably read this series six or seven times and you know uh, there's constantly new things that you pick up and or constantly new things that you still haven't figured out and you know for me you know, even though i know what happens um you know I'm still, you know, kind of questioning like well, what were the scorch marks from? And, you know, why were there contrails in the sky and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so they get to this monument, and Rand notices right away, it's not Archer's monument. And it's not a hawk at the top, it's a raven, and there's no regular words on it, it's all Trollocs script. So this is obviously the Trollocs won the battle and they raised a monument and a little starts going into this whole entire diatribe about, you know, how he tried to tell Rand and it talks about, you know, that who heard that these worlds might be what might've been. Um, so they, you know, the kind of alternate realities. And this might've been a world where, um, you know, the Trollocs won. And then Rand's like, well, why are there not Trollocs everywhere then? And why aren't we dead at this point? Because we made Trollocs all kill, kill each other. Uh, you know, cause,
2: yeah, that's pretty dark.
3: Um, you know, after they ran out of people to
0: eat. Why do you think
2: it was a... Why do you think it was a raven, though?
3: Yeah. That's a good question, because it uh, brought me back no, no, no. to book one, where we had the two ravens watching um, the inn. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think back to the whole concept of the ravens being part of the darkness and being like the watchmen of that. But then... Uh, you the eyes, eyes and ears. Of the dark ones, so... You know, and of course, the trollic are symbolic of you know the servants of the dark ones. So that's kind of yeah. where I, I took that.
1: But
2: yeah, I mean, maybe that's the only bird that they know.
1: <laughs> yeah, or or maybe yeah, in this world, that's the only bird. There are no yeah, others. <laughs> so I, I I like how um I I like how loyal he kind of goes with the whole uh, Occam's razor thing. You know, let's not overthink it. Simplest explanation is probably the best be like, you know, this is a world where maybe the Trollocs won and Rand's like, oh, I can't fathom that we'd be dead. And like, Oh, well, you know, Trollocs, Trollocs kill. That's all that all they know how to do. So when they ran out of people to kill, they probably just killed and ate each <laughs> other. You know, that's, that's, that's all they're good for. The downside is I don't know that, the simplest explanation is going to marry up well with Jordan's mind <laughs> because so far from what I've read, uh, Jordan likes to mix it up a little bit and throw you curveballs. So mm-hmm. good luck, Loyal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after Loyal kind of goes into what he's thinking, like, okay, we need to keep moving on. And around the same part, and says, I think I saw something move down there, you know, behind us. Um and he says, I think it was a woman um, and something else, too. But and he just shrugs it off and is like, nah, I'm just seeing things. Everything's moving strangely here. Uh, it, I'm probably just seeing things. And um, and that's when Loyal points to the mountains and says, that doesn't make sense. You know, we should be, you know, hundreds of miles away from the mountains. But that has to be Kinslayer's Dagger, which is the only mountain in that direction. And it's right there. Like, they should be there by dark. So... um. I just want to talk about this whole scene. And Rand says, "Well, maybe it's like the ways, um, you know." And that's when they decide, "Well, maybe we should actually be careful." You know, we've been kind of nonchalantly like just kind of marching all over this place, like we don't, like there's no danger here.
2: Maybe,
1: maybe we should be careful. <laughs> yeah, there's clearly much about it they don't know and don't understand. Uh, and if for a moment, like I, I wrote in the corner here, when they were talking about the mountains, I'm like, "It is." Is it even possible that in this world, the geography itself is different? Like, could there be changes so significant that the world formed differently, shaped differently? Uh, this is just, you're going to hear a lot of this type talk from me in these couple of chapters, because, uh, you know, Alan called me out the other day for saying, I didn't like these chapters. And it's not that I don't like these chapters. I, I actually got a lot out of them, but it it's uh, more of that Jordan giving us more questions than answers sort of thing. You're just, yeah question marks it
2: it, it is kind of weird that like the why would the world be smaller if it's just you know if some other event happened you would think that the world would be the same size and the outcome would be different Mm -hmm. you know yeah maybe there's a lot more to it than that
1: yeah yeah Uh, again question marks yeah (laughs) yeah
2: any thoughts for you chris about
0: all this before we move into this kind of next pivotal scene
3: well, no, I think we got really good at picking this apart a little bit. I mean, the the fact that the distance is hard to judge goes to the whole fact that the place seems a little off and a little wavy, and it's almost like either they're sped up through time or time is, um, you know, slowed down around them so they're able to move th- across quicker. Um, but, I mean, there's a whole lot of thoughts into it, and we'll, we'll soon learn more about that. Um But I think the more interesting idea is the fact that they're covering hundreds of leagues in less than three days. They're realizing that all this is happening, but they're not really questioning it too much more. So, all right, we're just going to go ahead and say this is similar to the way gate to keep it moving. So, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The show must go on.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But Rand did, of course, um, Loyal gave that suggestion like, if can a misstep here kill us? There's a question of can you die in an in area that's not your area? Like, can you die on a world that's not yours? All right. Well, like, the ways, if you step the wrong
0: place, you can fall off the bridge or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're never heard from again. Because no one knows what the, what's at the bottom of the ways. Right. <laughs> so, um, just fall forever. Um, but, yeah, so we get to the next scene. Um, so... All of a sudden, they hear a woman scream in the distance. It's in front of them now. So it's now south. Um, so Heron thought he saw a woman behind them, but now there's a woman screaming in front of them. Kind of, that's kind of strange, too. Um, and Rand runs towards the screen without thinking. And Boyle's just like, dude, we just said let's be careful. Like, Can <laughs> you just go run it off? But it's typical Rand. He uh, you know, sees the monument. He runs. sees, well, here's a woman scream runs um and finds this woman she's fending off this creature so we get a description of a grom um this is a new thing so um let's talk about the girl first and then we'll talk about the woman. um that's there so what do you guys think about the grom because it took me until i actually went and googled and looked at pictures and this fan art of grom it was really tough in my mind's eye to picture this thing
1: this is look like a worm no, it's like no. no. It's, fro- it's it's like, like a frog froggy, but a, like bear bear sized frog. Yeah, <laughs> with kind of like a beak thingy. With I, three I, eyes, I, man. <laughs> with three eyes, did did uh? So side note question: uh, Is there like evidence or conversation or admission from Jordan or something that he did drugs, <laughs> or like is this just? <laughs> He, did he just? He was
2: in Vietnam in the come 60s. I'm sure yeah, he did. He yeah. He oh was, well. Yeah. There, there might have been a little dabbling there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So no. Um, I mean, I didn't. I didn't overthink it at this point. Even with some of the descriptions of the trollocs that we ran, ran into early on and whatnot, I've just uh, accepted that there are going to be really odd things. It, Really, more what I think about when we get these descriptions um, is like, how is this going to be depicted and shown in the show? Yeah. Like, I, I know, I know, CGI and all that jazz is pretty fantastic now, but you don't want this to look cheesy. It still needs to be like scary and intimidating. But how do you make a frog scary and intimidating without it just being Jabba the Hutt? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 yeah. Wait, wrong movie. Yeah. So I can't I can't wait
2: to see uh, it. But, listen, uh,
3: if a frog were as big as a bear or a bear had a frog's grey green hide, it might look like that, a big bear. Yeah, with
2: three eyes. Three and eyes and, and a, a beak.
3: beak. <laughs> and kinda crazy. Yeah.
0: And like a big triangle face, like kinda like a frog's face. It's just it's a really in I mean, odd
3: looking creature.
0: Yeah, and there's like you can Google images of Grom, Like and the and you'll s I mean, just people are spoilers, if you just go to Google Images, you'll probably just see an image and there's no spoiler there. Um so you guys can
2: Yeah, of- I just like in the in the um the channel that you guys are not in, um I had just uh posted a link to one of the stories I did for the weekly wheel news back before and it was a giant Grom balloon added to Macy's Day City Parade. Oh
1: wow. um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So kid kids screaming and running in every direction.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um and I just retweeted it on my on my account if you care to see it.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's
2: just a picture, so you're not gonna get spoiled or anything. Sure. So okay. yeah,
0: so this weird creature's Obviously, trying to fight this woman, she's fending it off with like a stick or a branch. And Rand immediately draws a bow, you know, and without even thinking, just loses an arrow, hits hits it on its side, and it turns and starts charging right towards Rand. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> you know, of course, uh, of course. And then you hear the woman; she yells at Rand, says, "Hit in the eye—the only way to kill it is You shoot in the eye." And Rand seeks the void, loses the arrow, and goes true, boom, hits the eye, dead, right there, instantly. And then we get the description of our woman, Celine. So
1: she, she's hot <laughs> smoking hot. She's a, she's a 10. 9 10. 10. So 10. She's a 10.
0: Thoughts about your initial first impressions of Celine. What, what do you think she's doing there? What, who do you think she is? I mean, we could we could probably talk the whole episode just about this, but
3: um, I almost feel like she was trapped there on purpose. Like she was okay. put there, like or okay. she was dawdling with magic uh, she had no purpose doing, and then got stuck. Hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I've I got the vibes I got were very distrusting, just in general. Like even right off the bat. Um. So, after Rand hits it with this. <laughs> arrow designed to take down a trolley great shot in the side it just turns around and charges at him right Uh, and there's a special way to kill it that somehow she knows exactly how to kill it okay how does she know this information also if if they're so difficult to kill and they're this scary treacherous animal creature thingy how was she fending it off with a fucking twig (laughs) like it seems so much like a setup like to uh i don't know I, I picture you ever see some of these videos in uh there was one that just came across uh, actually this guy in thailand that was um posing as a beggar that had no legs but then the, some other guys came and took his pants off and exposed that he had legs he was just trying to make it look like that mm-hmm. to get more money like that I, I just got that vibe here like she was totally trying to lure him in you know throwing bait out mm-hmm. for him yeah, which raises so many more questions. Does she already know who Rand is? Like ah oh God, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay.
0: What
1: are your thoughts, Chris? I think there's been a huge role reversal
3: because as of late, Ian's been making me put the floaties on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, like, I don't Chris- know if he's leading me to it or if really I just don't have those thoughts and he's they're all coming out of him now. But it's like I, I really share the same sentiments. It's like at the end of the day, like, who is this random person? Where do these creatures come from all of a sudden? Did she create these creatures? Like, did she bring them forward? Like, they're conveniently around when she needs um, help from hmm. Rain. Like, did Ooh. she have control? Like, that, that was my thought. It was like, was she trapped here purposely? Was she some type of individual um, that, you know, pissed off the wrong group of Aes Sedai who got thrown into this land and then she's using magic to manipulate and create these creatures um, oh. and now Rans kind of loosed the new evil onto the world or like is she from the time of the legends and she could train male and female and yeah there's a whole bunch that went into my mind but as Jordan always does just
1: left me with more questions than answers yeah right and Chris did, did did it cross your mind that what if she was doing bad juju way back in the day, and she was banished there, and unable yes, to get out that's on her own. I really, think. and so now she's using Rand to try and get out. Like, bro, nah, yeah, I mean, Rand. she even guided him. She's like, I know what she can do. Whether you realize that you can do And this is all you have to do to think about. And
3: she can even read the script on the stones. Yeah, she knew yeah. enough to know these are the characters she mm. need to focus on. Just focus here yeah. and make sure you ooh. miss the
1: bo- the void more often. Like you really. Ooh, need ooh. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hard to not once you meet her. It's it's hard to not just dive <laughs> into everything in. we've learned she, about her. So she far. draws yeah. the reader
3: in the same way she draws Rand in. I just want to sure talk more about. She
1: her. had loyal drop yeah. in his jaw. Loyal, <laughs> who of all the characters you wouldn't expect him to like lose his shit, but he was even even he was just stuttering and stammering right. over. You know,
2: yeah. what she does like you know, it, at the end of this chapter, you know, and maybe we'll come back to it when we get there, but she does make a Freudian slip at one point. Um, and it's kind of interesting. So I'd be curious what you guys think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, they ask her, well, you know, do you live here? Is this where you're from? She's like, no, I'm from Kyrian. Um, you know, and I got stuck here by accident. I don't really know how I got here. I don't know how to get out. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but she's like, but I know where one of the stones is, so you should come with me, and we should go there. Um, and she asked them, you know, why are you here? And Hiran's like, oh, because we're hunting the horn. And guys, and Rand's like, dude, shut up! Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we know where it is, and there's dark friends here. And we're gonna go find them and get the horn back. And,
1: <laughs> and yeah. All right, so so pause for a moment. Um, I, I've I've talked before about. You know, my general understanding and respect I have for the shanarans and their sense of duty and, you know, they all kind of know their place or whatever. I think it's very out of character for him to just blurt out what their mission was. I think a person like him would know that if it were to be told to a stranger, it would be Rand's place to tell it. Uh, and he would also have some opsec in mind, you know, in this strange place with this stranger to not tell her that. So so then another question, what what powers, abilities does she have? Can she actually compel them? Um or is it just that uh, and, and Alan and I actually uh talked slightly offline beforehand about her. Like is is she is she actually so freaking beautiful that you just lose your ability to think that normally? Uh and that might sound strange, but if you haven't met that kind of woman yet, I, I hope you do because there there's been a time in most guys lives that um yeah they they think they got it together and then they're face to face with this just drop dead gorgeous woman or or man i guess if depending on your persuasion there and you, you just you can't even talk straight
3: mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: so is it that or is she is she sprinkling magic dust on mm. i don't know But that
3: was my kind of thought. like, is this an illusion? Like, are we not seeing the true her? Like, what what will we find out when we get to the real world? What will we find out when she gets the guys to go where she wants them to go? Is she, like, you know, essentially a magical spider in the sense that she's drawing somebody into the inner portions of her web? Um, Hmm. You know, I had all of these. I like the imagery there, brother. (laughs) I had all these thoughts. But then also I love how she's, like, forcing or really coaxing Rand into embracing the void and embracing the power Um, whether she wants to put it in a candy-coded way she's just like you know it makes you feel better and it gives you what you want and like she is really directing him to make use of this power and
1: she's kind of like I said teaching him how to do it so you know, mm-hmm. she could be good. And, and buttering him up as she talks to him like really uh you know, trying to build his confidence and and play on his ego a little Mm -hmm.
0: bit. Yeah. So once they mention the horn, she immediately goes into, Oh, the horn. I've always wanted to see the horn. She's Rand, You should get it. You should blow the horn. You should be the one. Rand's like, I just want to get back to my friends and, and get the horn. I don't, I don't want, he's like, but you need to see greatness. And he's like, I don't want greatness. I don't want glory. I just really just want to do this and get back. Like, I don't want all that. So, yeah.
2: And you know, he did at one point say, like, you know, that's we gotta get the horn, but we also I have to save my friend's life, and yet yeah, she doesn't say anything about that at all. Yeah,
0: no, she cared less. She's like, whatever, the horn, though. No. <laughs>
1: and she she's so slick. She's so slick, and she's setting him up for something in the future. Um, what where is it? What does she say? Don't know her anyway. If it gets out, we'll more heels. No, it would never do. Sleen said, for that to fall in the wrong hands. <laughs> The horn of Elir. I could not tell you how often I've dreamed of touching it, (laughs) holding it in my hands. You must promise me when you have it, you will let me touch it. She doesn't, she's not going to, she's got ulterior motives. It's not like she's going to say, yeah, I'm going to take it and steal it from you, or I'm going to blow the horn or anything like that. She's just so subtle. Just all I want to do is touch it, Rand. So, you know, when you get it, just, just let me hold it for a quick second. It's not really that
2: subtle. (laughs) She's subtle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just just a little
2: bit.
0: Just, 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 just a little. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I personally just, think
2: she's pouring it on way too thick.
3: Yeah, but it's
0: just—I <laughs> well, don't know about
2: you hell, guys, yeah. but I had red. I have red flags going off when somebody is like, you know, just trying to be, you know, such a butt kisser. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, they want something.
1: Yeah, yeah, very over the top. Uh, I am. I know you and I don't know each other personally, but I am very bad about. Catching red flags when it comes to women <laughs> early on, I usually see them in hindsight, way after the fact. So, yeah, she 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 might have had me open. In...
2: <laughs> Too bad, Matt and Perrin aren't you? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> Perrin would know what to do. <laughs> um, so she sees his hand uh it's bandaged and offers to help, and he kind of refuses, but she doesn't want she doesn't take that, so she pulls us some ointment. And just starts, it starts to heal almost immediately with this, this ointment, which is kind of strange. Um, some magical ointment she has. Um, and, and while she's doing this, she gives that whole speech where you know some men seek greatness, others are forced to it. It's better to choose than than to be forced. Um, yada yada yada. So
2: it wasn't a magical ointment; it was icy hot.
0: Yeah, it was icy hot. That's right. Good point. It was cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh it goes on cool but then it turned warm as your day and i'm like that's totally
0: yeah, oh yeah yeah so um before we move on to this next uh interchange anything from this whole seeking greatness
3: and the ointment scene and mm. i love how everybody comes straight to her aid like she definitely has like this pull on them or this hold on them. I mean every time a question's brought up, somebody has an excuse for her already. So she's definitely got some type of allure on these guys that's just keeping them like you guys said, kind of pulled in. So she also is the most
0: beautiful woman that any of them have ever seen. So, <laughs> so she definitely
3: got them under spell. Yeah. Or or,
0: or, or
1: is she or, or, or is she some Thousand year old witch lady that is actually old, decrepit, and hideous, and somehow has them seeing her. Differently. She's wearing
0: a necklace with a red ruby on it, um, and you know, Ooh. from Game of Thrones. And if she takes it off, she turns into this really old,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Is it something yeah. like that? That's it, the
0: same person, it's the woman from Game of Thrones. Six, six, six. Yeah. It's yeah, the crossover.
1: That's it. <laughs> Oh, the, but, the red lady yeah, or whatever? Um, <laughs> <laughs> <go>. uh, so, <laughs> I love a good crossover yeah, episode. Anyway.
0: So, um, then Rand says, well, are you Aes Sedai? And she immediately goes, no. I'm not Aes Sedai. Don't ever call me Aes Sedai again. I don't like Aes Sedai. They're stupid. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They think they know everything. Um, yeah, but...
1: What do you think about that? Uh, such an odd exchange. Like, she still doesn't she still wants to keep his confidence up she still wants to build him up and butter him up so she's careful you know to say like oh no you didn't do anything wrong don't apologize sort of thing but the way she corrects him on that does seem like there's a lot of bitterness there and perhaps she was offended by that question of her being an aes Sedai but you know she she still wanted to butter him up a little Mm -hmm. bit so it's I don't I don't like her very okay. much. <laughs> Chris? I know I say everybody's a dark friend and I've cried wolf, so people are like, <laughs> yeah, 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 but she's I don't trust her.
2: <laughs> I am just, just trusting her. Girl. She's, up, she's, she's up, up to
3: something. <laughs> what do you say, Chris? I'm just interested to see what she's gonna do next. Yeah. Yeah. So she's getting her she's gonna get her way, so let's see what she does with it
0: yeah so you know they keep moving rand's really thinking through everything as they keep moving the mountains are getting closer and closer um yeah and and, and loyal's over there talking to her um the entire time their heads are together and eventually loyal comes to talk to rand about what he, he says like hey rand she said that you're right that uh the way the waves were used this place and and loyal's like i'm really impressed by how much she knows uh apparently uh, she's from Kyrian. She has access to the royal library, and they have lots of books. and And she read all about this place, so she knows everything about it. And the ways are based off these worlds, and yada yada yada, and all of this other stuff. So, you get this kind of, you know, before she kind of pops back in and interjects, it's kind of this. Rand's kind of getting really
1: suspect. At least that's what I read into it about this. And loyal yeah, she's she's such a manipulator. Like, okay. even if it's not magic or or actually compelling them somehow she is an expert at reading somebody and talking to them in such a way or talking about a certain topic or you know building them up to to get that person excited and engaged if if that makes sense you know the the thing she's talking to loyal about and finding his geeky nerdy side and and talking him up there and uh i don't i don't know and I don't think we really got much about what the conversation was between her and our sniffer. But I, I think Ram uh, comments on how the, you know, the, even the sniffer riding alongside her was all, you know, oh, shucks, lady. <laughs> so full of her, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah.
3: Oh, and it's really hard to get lost in there. And I think that's really the point that we've been all making is that every person all the men, and we've only been around men so far, so, like, I'm just going to put that out there and then leave it at what it is. Like, does she have this hold, this glamour, this charm on just the guys, or is she able to pull it over on everybody? And, like, she seems to know exactly what they want to hear. How is it that she knows so much that they want to hear that she's really enchanted them? I'm just, I'm kind of floored a little bit by her in that. And then, like her again, her knowledge of how to use the stones and her knowledge of the land, and it, it just, it's just—it's too convenient. Yeah, and when
0: Rand questions her about her knowledge, she gets kind
3: of defensive about it. Like, yeah, yeah. like what yeah. Do you mean it's my fault? Like it, it's you know perfectly fine to be in here all by yourself, fighting off this horde of monsters, knowing mm-hmm. that I can't win. Like, why is she so at ease? Right. Is she a shadow trying to get back into the real world to find her master? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they,
0: and they get an argument time. about the stones because I guess, you know, Ranch is like, well, I need to find, you know, the horn and the dagger. And they're here. So you can go ahead and go use that stone over there. We're staying here. And she's like, what makes you think I can use it? Because like, you got here. So obviously you can get out. So. Go do your own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do mine, uh, and we can part ways. But before they can, uh, behind them, to hear the groan, So, anything you was want to add before we kind of wrap this up? I mean, because there's a lot of stuff to end here. Rob, anything?
2: I can't say anything
0: right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too many spoilers in my head. Uh, <laughs> like a welcome to my
1: world. Yeah. I'll rewind to when they they first met her and Rand first started talking to her. And one thing I can't believe Rand didn't ask, uh, she says, "Oh, I just suddenly got here. I don't know how. Why didn't Rand ask how long she's been there?" Yeah, like maybe that could have answered some questions because you know if she goes, "Oh, just the same time as you, a day or two or whatever," right. um, but she seems to know so much about how to kill the frog thingamabobbers and all this so it seems like maybe she's been there a while Mm -hmm. and with people that can actually make the kill yeah true she's yep 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 she's either done it herself or seen it happen yeah
3: we don't really get any clarity from her other than let me feed your ego yeah
0: she even like was trying to be all impressed with Rand's shot you know when he shot the Grom how good of an archer he was
3: Well, I mean, in that, I think she was really, really intrigued, but not in how good of an archer he was, but how Mm -hmm. able he was to draw on the void and the sense of alone and self and make that an empowering moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she even had a special name for it.
3: Yep. The 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 oneness. oneness.
1: (laughs) Which I think is awesome. I like that a lot better. Yeah.
2: I was at, um, and you
1: got to be all up in it all the time.
2: (laughs) Last summer, I was um, at a men's retreat and we were doing archery. And uh, it was kind of funny because the guy that was next to me, he was like, I can't hit the target, you know. And I said uh, to him, just like to the side, I just said, like, you know, empty air motions and picture a flame in your head and pour everything into that and then just focus. And uh, the the range master guy or whatever they're called, he's walking behind me and he he overhears that. He's like, is that just from the Wheel of Time, or is that a real thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> a
1: fan? Well, sir, trick <laughs> question. It is Wheel of Time, and it's and a real, it's a real thing. thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> Whips a bullseye, chapao.
0: Anyway, yeah. So, any thoughts from you guys as we wrap this up? I mean, we got five brome now coming at them, so that's pretty scary. Um, giant frogs with beaks, um, and you have this woman who's not terrified at all and just kind of really weird but hot
1: (laughs) um yeah just dots in this whole chapter before we move on so question for chris um and, and and this is where i where i started feeling this about her even more she wants to travel through the stone portal Rand doesn't And then magically something happens where she might be able to encourage him. The grooms show up. Mm -hmm. Is she controlling them, creating them, guiding them, calling them? She's a manipulator.
2: Well, the other thing um, that I was going to bring up happens at the same time. And that's when, uh, you know, he says, you know, we'll find the horn of Matt Stagger and we'll find a way back. Just stay with me. And then she's like, you always. And then she corrects herself and she says, you always are so stubborn. Which, if that was weird, because like she says that, just the tense that she says it in, right? Like, why would she always mm-hmm. know what he does when she just met him?
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and then the question is: It just her having knowledge of him in this lifetime, or does she know all of the neos? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That is really like you were just as stubborn last time we did this, and you were just as stubborn the time before that. And oh, yeah, because she
2: she doesn't say like you're just being stubborn. She says you always are so stubborn. Yep,
3: I actually have that. It says yeah. you always you always dot dot dot. Drew. Um, this is she drew a breath as if to calm herself. You always are so stubborn. Well, I can admire stubbornness in a man so and like Rand didn't even like question it he was so hot and bothered he was like all right
1: let's go for this Mm -hmm. he said but not right away yeah that wasn't a a you know taking a deep breath so she doesn't lose her cool that was taking a deep breath so she doesn't reveal Mm -hmm. too much Mm -hmm. so you guys any thoughts then around that or is that Maybe, maybe Ran actually plays Celine in the Game of Stones. To <laughs> to, instead of Shane, it's now
0: Celine. I don't know.
1: Okay.
3: Well, uh, there's the thing is we've yeah. got this image of a woman in the dream that Egwene keeps having, and then because that's mm-hmm. the first thing that came to my mind is now like now we have a, a another connector to the dream, and it's supposed to be like an evil overshadow. So what's this direct return? Mm-hmm. So what makes her so evil what makes her so powerful um, that she couldn't yeah. get out of the world on her own. So,
0: and, and also, I know, usually when you read these books, you're reading a lot faster paced than we are. So you, this would be fresh in your heads if you were reading this book at a normal speed. But in the previous chapters before this, when they were going from village to village, Uno kept on seeing a woman in all the windows. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that would have been fresh in your mind, right? Really, so,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, like mm. when you're when you're watching like a horror movie, and you know that if they go into that cabin, they're gonna die, and you're yelling at them to like, don't do it, don't do it. You know, like oh yeah, that was my reaction when I first read this. Um, you know, some people it took longer. I think that there were so many you know, hidden, well, not even hidden. They're obvious references, like, especially how you're saying, like, you know, just look at, you know, when this person was, you know, coming to Egwene and, you know, and it's like their descriptions are all the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. Moving on to
0: chapter 17, Ian's favorite chapter title, Choices. Um, And our icon is a portal stone. Um, Now, one thing that's interesting about choices, and I might be wrong, but I think I did this. There's actually, it appears three times, technically four in the series. So the first two books have a choices, and then book five has a choices. And then the second to last book has, it's called a choice. So it's not quite choices, but it's a choice. So I, I count that as well. So four times this chapter title will here. So Ian, we're not done yet for choices. Um, just letting you know. <laughs> and we won't Jeez. be done until the second to last book. And the last book does not have any choices at all. There's no choice in the last book. It's we're going balls to the wall. <laughs> it's, the choices are done.
1: <laughs> no time to think.
0: Yeah. That point. We're done.
1: Um, Very intense yeah. game of stones for 60 yeah. pages. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: yeah, uh, or or an epic game of a um, Frogger, um,
1: in an arcade style, yeah. uh, <laughs> but with a grown type bear with sized cr- frog.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I know I know you love the choices. Title? Any thoughts about the title? or the portal stone icon or anything like that?
3: I think that was kind of a give me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, we've got one choice, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at it, and I just said "fuck you," and then I started reading. Liver I think I said it out loud, and then and then started reading. So
0: yeah. here we are. Yeah. So there we go. So we start out with uh, Rand. Um, you know, says we can run for it. Um, and Celine said, "Well, no, they don't give up. They'll hunt you. Now they have your scent. They're tracking you. Like they're gonna keep coming and coming and coming and coming. Like and they won't stop until they
3: eat you." So. Um, well, and that's where I got my whole, like, I, I've been waiting to talk because that first chapter, though it had a lot, was just a whole lot of her bringing people into her web. Mm-hmm. And then we really get the depth of it all, which is her trying to escape this world and get back to the real world. That's how I felt the mm-hmm. whole time. And she tells them, you must kill them all or find a way to go elsewhere. Point blank, period. Like you got two options, Rand. You got two choices. Rand, mm-hmm. the portal stone can take us elsewhere. Like she's really angling, and I feel like she's got some control over these animals. I feel like she's drawing them in. Like I don't know where they even came from before her. There was nothing else in this land. So it's all
2: on Check. her, her mm-hmm. fault. Yep.
1: Sure. I will. I will say this, and uh, I mean, I'm sliding ahead just a little bit. We'll get into it, but at least, at least, Ran attempted to make his own decision, and he attempted to not be forced into her web. So, yes, choices. Rolls eyes. Uh, but Ran actually tried to mm-hmm. make a choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, Rand's like, well, there's only five. I'll just kill him right now. Uh, not a problem at all. Uh, I can take out five. I took out one. I can take out five.
1: Let's see how many arrows I got. Uh, let's
0: see. Got 18. All right. Yeah, we're good.
1: <laughs> and I got some good arrows that will mess up some Trollocs, so that'll yeah. ought be just fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. Rand kind fact, of looks for In fact, loyal and, loyal and Hearn, I don't even need you. You, know, you guys just stay ready to uh, take her to the stone, and uh, I got this covered.
0: And, <laughs> and as as we all know, he finds the most important thing at this moment is he looks around and finds high ground. Cause we all know I had the high ground. Like that's, that's yeah. ingrained in us. If you had the high ground, you cannot be defeated. Um, be one time. Star
1: Wars teaches you anything.
0: <laughs> I have the high ground anyway. so <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and Lynch is like, uh, yeah, this is not necessary. We don't need to take this risk. We can just dip out guys. Like, we, like, we we can go. <laughs> and Rand's like, nah, I got this. So seeks the void, pulls out some arrows, starts just killing them left and right. Um, I thought it was really interesting how the realm reacted. So the first one goes down, and then like they all immediately start eating the first one. You know, like they're very animalistic in that nature. But then they're like the prey instinct, or you know, predator prey industry kicks in, and they start coming back at Rand. Like they only take a few bites
1: and just keep coming. Well, that that's a dangerous hint. If if she is uh, controlling them, if she created them, if, if she's if they're involved with her at all, um, that's a hint towards that chaotic evil that we've talked about before. Mm. Where you know they're they're just as willing to turn on each other. Um. Yeah. So.
3: Well, and, and in that moment. You- it really, it said, it snarled at the others, and they circled wide, but they came on as if compelled. It abandoned its meal and leaped after them, its horny maw already bloody.
1: Hmm.
3: Compelled, that was the word that I focused on. She
1: the one doing this. Mm. Bingo. Okay. I, I like on the last shot, it says the fifth arrow left his bow, and he lowered it, still deep in the void, as the fourth Grom fell like a huge puppet with its strings cut. Though the final arrow still flew, somehow he knew there was no need for another shot. The last piece collapsed as if its bones had melted, a feathered shaft just uh, jutting from its center eye, always the center eye. So a you know, very badass moment for Ran, I think.
3: I can't wait to see that on the TV series. You're always talking about things that you're waiting to see that's the moment that i'm waiting to see it kind of reminds me of the anime bleach that i like and they have a one group of people that use like bows as their their power and they uh can direct the arrows with their mind because it's really just an extension of their spirit energy there is no spoon like
0: yeah the the whole thing with him like Letting go of the arrow, walking almost like walking away, No, it's already good, uh, just reminds me of there was a famous sniper in Vietnam. I think he still holds the record for the most career kills. His last name was Hancock. I can't remember his first name, uh, but he was a sniper in Vietnam and has more career kills and actually has, has the record for the longest sniper, sh- sniper shot ever. And I can't remember how many well, not,
1: not, not anymore.
0: Not anymore, okay. Yeah, the, but at yeah, the, the new time one was did. in
1: uh, Afghanistan, but it, it held for a while.
0: Yeah, but uh, but uh, but at the time he did, and and when he wrote about that shot, apparently he lined it up, took the shot, and was able was walking away before the bullet even like I made mean, stood up and started walking away, like knowing that the shot was good, like he didn't have to sit there and wait Damn. and confirm the kill, like he, <laughs> he, he knew he got it. Like,
3: <laughs> Kobe, you. yeah, you took it from me. Sniper <laughs> no longer no. with us, but he always just had the hand in the air as he walked away. Code. Love it. Yep.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But um,
3: yeah. He was he was pretty uh pretty great. He, there's a bunch
0: of books written about him. He's has a lot of records for sniping. But yeah, so very very long shot. Um, uh, it just reminds me of this whole Rand scene. You know, once he let, let go, he already knew it was good. He didn't have to watch it. Um, but yeah. So it's, it's interesting how these creatures just collapse too. Like as soon as the arrow hits their eye, like they just fall apart like jello. Like uh, just really really strange.
3: Um, anyway my uh, favorite part of the whole book though yeah, yeah it's shot very cool and I've never yeah. seen shooting like that the void held ran the light called to him and he reached toward it it surrounded him filled him like mm. there he goes like he is embracing the void <laughs> and you know he tells mm-hmm. him to do that other than our, our lady friend here, who's like, you know, eventually you're gonna enjoy it, you're gonna love it, you're gonna embrace it, you're gonna learn how to manipulate it, you're gonna use it more often than what you do. It's, mm-hmm. it's, real, it's real. Yeah. And she says it gets. Uh, Celine
0: tells Rand it gets easier and easier the more and more you use it. So, you know,
3: the oneness. Be the one to teach him to use the oneness. Hmm.
0: Okay. Is that theory now?
3: Dark Mistress. The, so it's
0: not Varen. It's not uh, Archer Hawkman's armies anymore. Now it's Selene. It's going to teach.
1: Got it. I feel like right. Rand's just going to pull from a lot of different sources on yeah, this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A good researcher does his studies. So he's going to different people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Rand gets around.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And so then the next scene, we suddenly hear more barks, and there's, there's a lot coming at this
1: point. So. How convenient for Celine! So. I mean, Rand already showed that he's not intimidated by these things. He can drop them with as many arrows as he has, so she goes ahead and calls in more than he has arrows for. Now, of right. course, that's not in the book. This is me theorizing <laughs> her having control over them. But, I mean, no. She does you, imply it. She's like, "How many arrows do you have left?" She
3: demanded. He killed mm-hmm. 20, a hundred. We must go to the portal
1: stones. Yeah, yeah. It's like you said, Chris. The the coincidence. It's too. It's too thick. There's no way. There's no yeah. way she's not manipulating all of this. Yeah.
0: No, sure. Um. Yeah, and yeah, large packs coming. Rand finally, you know, begrudgingly agrees to go. Like, all right, fine, let's go to the stones. Um, and they head for the hills away from the grove. Um, and this is the part where loyal just throws his quarterstaff. He's like, "Well, this is not going
1: to be good against these things." And throws it to the ground. So uh, loyal, loyal rapes the tree. <laughs> Takes this quarterstaff doesn't even use it and then discards it like fuck this shit I don't need it like it would have at least been more acceptable in my mind if he took it with him and this became some like powerful weapon for him moving forward well you gotta but, remember Jordan always has this come back so what may not have been important today may be important in book 13 well maybe <laughs> I'll, I won't close the door on it but right now I'm a little disappointed and loyal <laughs> yep. poor tree giving itself up for nothing
0: yeah so you know you have this tense scene now happening though because you have you know they killed the five grom but now there's a whole pack of grom who knows how many but it sounds like a ton of them from all directions except for the direction of the portal stone um hmm. yeah convenient uh, yeah uh, and they all run towards there and um and then she gives them a little lesson real fast she goes, all right those are the symbols you got to focus on and uh, go focus and Rand's like, why don't you do it? Like, <laughs> it's like, no, you got to do it. You do it. Um, no, you do it. Um, but yeah, so in uh, desperation, because obviously it's common, um, but Rand goes ahead and channels, begins the channel.
3: Well, yeah. This stands for the true world, our world. So it implies that there's an understanding that there's a true world and that there are numerous other worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are reflection of the real world so mm. diversity right
0: but you get this cool thing where the whole world starts to flicker um I, you know, I can always picture this it's just everything starts to flicker and shake and then pop they're they're back in the and and in the regular world everything's vivid the, you know the colors are all bright it's beautiful they're, they're they're out they gotta wear shades yeah they gotta
1: wear shades yeah. now the sun's not i board. wear my sunglasses at night so <laughs>
2: I can. did you guys uh have you guys listened to this on the audiobooks at all
1: yeah i i generally uh, read and listen if, if i have time to do both i'm too cheap mm-hmm <laughs>
2: I love uh, when Michael Kramer does this is a fucker 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 <laughs>
1: like, yeah. I don't even say that without just getting off the side. Yep 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 Yeah Hey so so check this out Drawing a deep breath, Rand put his hand on the symbol Celine had pointed out. He looked at her to see if he was doing it right, but she merely watched, not even the slightest frown of worry wrinkling her pale forehead. And then in Rand's mind, she's confident you can save her. You have to. The scent of her filled his nostrils. What's wrong about this? So, Rand's focus has been to get the horn to help save Matt. They get trapped here, and he feels the pressure of getting our sniffer back to his family. And he feels bad because they're there because of him, and he needs to save Loyal and Huron. But at the moment here, when He's reaching out, uh, using the one power at the stone. He's focused on her, and now she's the motivation for him getting them out of there. This woman has got him all kinds of messed up. (laughs) Yeah, It, It wasn't the scent of her in his nostrils. It was her magical fairy dust potion spells Yep, it's like she's love
0: potion number nine. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, and um, and he starts drawing a ton of the power, too, while he's doing this. It mentions that he can't, he doesn't want to let it go to the point where it's painful. And like, I was to the point where he's going to explode or something like that, and she actually pulls him off. Um,
3: yeah, I don't know if you guys caught that, but it was definitely very... I did. It makes me wonder how he's going to use the power of future books if you can't maintain a small task like getting rid of these things <laughs> yeah. yeah so any thoughts about
0: the portal stone world before we go back to the real world I, mean, I guess we're going to talk about it a little bit more too but any thoughts about all these scenes we discovered or anything like that before we go to this next interaction
1: they should have left the extra baggage back there mm-hmm. she's trouble
0: I oh, should have left her behind. Okay.
1: Yeah. Completely agree. Okay.
2: They brought the horses back, though, right?
0: Yeah, they got the horses. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, Rand still has red. So, yeah, that's good. So, um, you yeah, know, Rand asked Lee not to tell anybody about what he did because obviously she knows. I don't think here and Loyal really quite understand what.
1: What he did? I don't think Loyal's that dumb. I think, Loyal yeah, knows it's, it's, it's got to involve the power. Yeah, but he's never too quick to jump to conclusions, you know. Yeah, hasty. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> Perrin-ish in that. Yeah.
0: And so
1: at this point, they're like, "Well, at least you know we're back in the real
0: world." So it's the trail here, and Hiran's like, "Nope, the trail's gone. I told you we should have stayed there. They're still back okay. in the portal world." And that's where Celine kind of explains that they still might be okay. Uh, she's like, you know, we actually might have been smelling the future and you might have smelling the future and they're still going to come this way. And, you know, explains a little bit more about the worlds and that there are possibilities and um, that that's, that's the reason why it was more pale It's because it was a very improbable world. Um, probably never could happen.
1: But some yeah, are really... so like if it's, if it's something, if it's like a giant change, low probability, it has that weirdness to it. But the the worlds that are only a slight variation might seem almost exactly like the, the true world, the regular world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yeah. so you got to give a little cred uh, to Chris and I. I. I think Chris started harping on this last time too, like as we were talking about what are these different worlds, mirror worlds. Uh, and then talking about the the trails that our sniffer was able to sense,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they could be things that haven't yet happened. So it could be a trail from the past, but even potentially a future. If we're in this world where things can kind of overlay and intermingle, that, that might be what he's sensing. I sure. mean, we, we guessed a bunch of million different things, but that's definitely one I, I think Chris threw out there first, and and, and I piggybacked on him. It, so. It,
0: and you guys did catch that, you know, she did say distances are different in some worlds, but also time can run a reverse in some. So you can time travel through these things.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs> dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. <laughs> and just like that, I'm back on the time traveling oh, yeah. TAM train. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, technically, she did mention that. Yeah, they can go backwards in uh,
0: time, and forwards in time and all sorts of different things.
2: <laughs> Dude, the Jordan is a prophet, man. Like, did you guys hear in May, um, NASA found a parallel universe where time flows backwards? No. I not do that, is yeah. this true? Ah, uh, it is a... That's like, right. it, I just had to find the article we should, again. We should, we should that's fantastic.
3: That. <laughs> hmm. I guess they are, NASA have more than one place that they meet. And this is really off topic, but... What do you mean does Does NASA have what? Like, do they do research and stuff? Like, I know we have major NASA here, but is there another yeah. major NASA? Yeah,
0: there's elsewhere? NASA Houston. There's NASA Cape Canaveral. There's, but I mean, NASA Langley is the big research for aerodynamics. Not so much. Well, they did the Mars project here in does, Hampton.
3: Yeah, um, like, um, down in down in Florida, they launched there, but do they do a lot of research there.
0: Yeah, I think they have different. I mean, NASA has a bunch of different I uh, think research facilities, but I know we're we're one of the big ones.
3: Yeah, yeah, we got the we got the
0: NASA. <laughs> oh so, yeah, I mean NASA Langley work. down down in Hampton is is a yeah a very large facility, um, and that's that used to be the mission control um, during the Mercury and Gemini missions. It wasn't until so, Apollo missions that they moved it to Houston.
1: Chris, but, did you know Mercury Boulevard was named Mercury Boulevard because that's where they used to do the braids and whatnot before the launches of the Mercury program?
3: I had no idea
1: blow your mind
3: you really yep. did you got me. I'm learning yep, yep.
0: going on um, so yeah so Solan says that uh, that they may be ahead of them convinces Rand that how we just wait here at least for a day or two they might come right to us and, or if not maybe Inktar will catch up to us so um, either way we should probably stay here not try to go back into the photo world see what happens And, you know, Rand's like, okay, we'll do it your way for now. But thoughts?
1: They better see one eye open. I'm as confused as Loyal. And when everything converges, like I could see this happening, you're going to have the Ink Tar group, you're going to have the Wolves, you're going to have Fane and the Dark Friends, you're going to have our small party here all kind of collide. At the same time, and it's going to be glorious. That'd be kind of cool. And then, and then, hot potato with the uh, with the horn.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe Rand's dumbass actually gets the horn and then goes, "Hey, Celine, remember you said you wanted to touch it? Here, hold it real quick." And then, poof, mm-hmm. she's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts from any of these chapters? Yeah, that kind of wraps up this
1: chapter. Yeah. You know. I think nope. we co- covered everything. All right. If you in. Uh, so maybe her power over them comes from that perfume. Mm. Remember, Rand well. Ran mentions the perfume and being able to smell it, uh, fills his nostrils right before they portal through.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: when she pulls him out of the void, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going on, what to do. And Rand's just sitting there thinking about kissing her. Like he's just totally all the shit's going on. And he's like, maybe, Maybe I should just kiss the girl.
0: Kiss the <laughs> girl. Yeah. So I mean she is she's she, is, she is a good looking girl, right? So yeah. But uh, whatever.
1: Oh,
3: <laughs> and she's got everybody under a spell.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rob, any questions for these guys? Anything that 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 you know sticks out to you that's not a spoiler. About these chapters.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, that's not a spoiler. Um, I can't there's can't, the rub. I can't do it. Well <laughs> yeah. um Yeah, I'm trying to see if there was anything else that like um that kind of stuck out to me here. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think so. Um, okay. Yeah, I just I don't trust her.
1: Yeah, don't, I don't trust her. Don't trust Celine. I'm as confused um, as loyal. Yeah.
2: That one thing I wonder about, and like they they never talked about this, right? But she says that she's from Kyrian. Um, I wonder if she had the same accent as as Moraine, uh, mm-hmm. or if he even like if she didn't, if he even put them together. Yeah, you know, put two and two together.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if she. I mean, I don't think he's thought that f- far through it yet. But no, yeah, possibly. So, so um, before we wrap up, a couple of things we always have to do is one favorite character from these chapters. I mean, we didn't have a lot of characters. We really had the full of characters it's, these chapters. I mean, unless you want to count the Grom. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah, you have Rand, you have Huron, you have Loyal, and you have Celine. That's there's no one else in these chapters.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm a hardcore Huron fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. he's he's quality. He even gives us a little comic relief at the end, like, well, I'll definitely be sure to make sure I'm not bedding down next to any stones, you know, blah blah blah. Ha ha ha. You know, Is it bad that I like Selene? Okay. <laughs> no, that's that's. Yeah. That's what he I was gonna say, to but him. what's your what's your reason why, Chris? Because I was gonna say the same thing. It, I can't remember where
3: I'm getting this image of a old hag witch that uses a charm spell to charm the men in and just captivate their minds, and then they like discover that she's an old hag, but. They've already done things they shouldn't have done, and they've taken care mm-hmm. of her so well. And, and it also yeah. reminds me of Game of Thrones with Lady Mirandra. So. Yeah, that,
1: yeah, that was her name. That's right. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I, I go with her as well. From Melisandre, but, sorry. Yeah, n- not that, not that I like her. Obviously, there's a lot of distrust here, and I'm like, oh, they should have left her behind. But it, who did we just talk about the most for these two chapters? I mean, yeah. It, how funny is it? They Jordan writes about uh, Rand and Loyal and and uh, our sniffer just kind of immediately being obsessed with her and everything. But that's exactly what we as the readers we were doing. We were like, who Who is this woman? What is she doing? What's her <laughs> angle? Da 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 da. Like I'm not paying attention to anything else. Or I well, oh, I, and like Rand is, has
3: he, an epiphany moment. Like he really taps into the power. And he's really overwhelmed by it, but then he also like uses it really well to do something amazing. Like he transports this entire group across time and space. And yeah. We, that's like, a big deal. Right over it. We <laughs> breezed right over it. And yeah, start talking and about her again. Even yeah. she was like, Oh my God, like you managed to get all of us and the horses. Like, so yeah. she's never witnessed this type of power and it's never been a moment for her, like She knows of his power, but she's like, you're definitely destined for
2: greatness. Well, it's like this. I have a theory about that, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it without spoiling it. Well, (laughs)
3: Well,
2: it's kind of, it's kind of, I mean, I'm not spoiling anything. It's just, I'm just, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, it's second time he's done it. So, you know, it's kind of no big deal for him, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you ever see the old, uh, I know this is kind of dated, but a Lucy case skit where he talks about flying. Um, you know how people always complain about flying and
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like sitting you know, on the people, runway for an hour.
0: Yeah. people <laughs> always complain about flying he Goes And then what happened? Did you go fly 30,000 feet in the air? Like, sitting in a metal tube flying did you take part in the miracle of human flight
1: (laughs) and you're complaining like (laughs) it it used it used to take generations to get across country people died following the Oregon trail and you had to sit for 30 minutes on a taxiway boo-hoo yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like you say like
0: you know that food all these people like it's no big deal we breezed over you know it's the second time he's done it so it's like you know that's it's it's whatever whatever. yeah no big deal (laughs) no big deal now we're not impressed.
1: All I got to say is, Alan, we need we need to find a way to bottle that perfume and sell it in the merch store. Okay. And we will be um, <laughs> filthy rich.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, the Celine.
1: Yeah, the, the Selena <laughs> perfume.
2: Yeah. Obsession. Obsession. Obsession
1: for men. No, we'll call it, it Kiss D Girl and have a Kiss little crab <laughs> on the front.
0: <laughs> uh, Disney might, might send us a cease and desist, but, you
1: know, hey, whatever. Um, We'll make it a lobster or a crawfish uh, or something. Mix it up a little bit. Good deal. So let's talk about next week.
0: So next week we have two chapters we're going to do, and the titles are To the White Tower and Beneath the Dagger.
1: Uh, So I'm guessing we're going to follow our lady friends a little bit, and that's cool. We've we've left that story for a little while, so excited to get back there.
0: Time to get to that storyline, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just the gist of it. I kind of right there, like our lady friends are trying to make it to their destination, and something may or may not happen. I don't know if it's gonna be on the boat or external, but <laughs> you know, we we did almost run it ground once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and I wonder if if a has more visions about um, oh you know Rand and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we're gonna be talking about slain again. Oh, gosh, yeah. Even though she won't be in the next two chapters, and I bet you we talk about her. That perfume is potent.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then beneath the dagger, did
1: you guys? I don't know. Maybe maybe we follow uh, Fane a little bit as people start closing in together. Okay. That actually sounds like not like, a bad idea.
3: Okay. Of course, yeah.
1: this is beneath the dagger, but
3: the icon is a horn, so... I was hmm. just, I'm slightly conflicted as to what's going on here. Like, yep. does that mean Dude, what that, like, it? they run into Fane and Fane's, like, got the horn and he's threatening with the dagger? Who knows? Who
2: knows? You know, one of the coolest things I love about uh, Jordan's chapter titles is, like, if you look, they usually mean two different things. You know, like, one half of the chapter is, you know, has something to do with the title and the other half of the chapter is, like, looking at it another way it also references the title and I just wonder like, you know, how he did that. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, uh, it's, it's something that in the later books, then I don't think Brandon Sanderson was, you know, had that down at all. Like his chapter titles are much more straightforward and blah, mm-hmm. but, um, but I just love how I, I can just picture him like after he finishes a chapter going like, Hmm, you know, like, you know, how can I, how can I kind of make this a double, yeah, double entendre? You know, whatever.
1: Uh, cor- and he 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 accomplishes it in like one or two words, which is yeah. even more magical. According to a
0: Discord chat, Robert Jordan didn't write the chapter titles; his wife did. So,
1: uh, oh, yeah. little little female, I said I action there. So she was. <laughs> he was the editor too. So that, she had- that ex- that explains it. The I said I, they don't lie, but it's not the truth you think you hear. So that's that's what the chapter titles are. It's mm-hmm. a little it's misleading, not but not misleading. Yeah. Just not what you yeah. thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyways, Let's go
2: learn something new every day.
0: Yeah. Well, any final thoughts before I go ahead and do my style for you guys?
1: No, I'm good.
0: Okay. Cool,
1: rob does does loyal does uh, loyal make better cooler weapons like if he finds cooler trees like or is this sure man (laughs) like if there's a grove of awesome trees (laughs) is he like hold on real quick and he builds like a trebuchet but he has
0: to go to outer space to a dead star and find a giant midget that can work the forge and then they
2: no, yeah. uh, <laughs> him, I was like where's he going him with him this? Oh, yeah. He's got to go kill for a long time before he, yeah, he needs some it's more long, XP.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and then they they get forged this awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um yeah, it's 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 really cool. uh but yeah, so um Rob, thank you so much for coming and joining us. I hope you had fun. Uh it's always t- yeah. It's always tough. I mean, a lot, everyone always tells me that my job's impossible, but um, I've gotten used to it, but I, I cannot um, – I guess I can imagine cause it's like my first time when I first started doing this. It was tough. Now it's gotten easier because I'm just used to just kind of glazing over and not really listening to the guys talk.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that's my secret. Uh,
0: <laughs> Is, listen, his I'll listen, eyes to,
1: go blurry. I'll
0: listen, <laughs> listen I'll listen to it when I edit it, and I'll just go sure for right now, and I, I, I don't even pay attention to what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's um it's a lot of fun um it's a lot of fun to have other content creators on And thank you for taking some time to to come out and uh and, and do this with us um yeah yeah awesome. Thanks and, for
1: hanging
0: out. and how can they find you rob i mean I, obviously you're on all social media
2: yeah so um so the twitter facebook and instagram are all weekly wheel news mm-hmm. um And so, yeah, you can go to to any one of those. Um, There's also a a Tumblr page that I often forget to update with the latest issue. But I I guess that if you don't have a Tumblr, then like, you know, after three or four issues, it kind of like gives you a speed bump where you have to like sign in. So maybe that's not the best way uh, to see it. Um, But also um, I upload them or I try to upload them to um, to my Patreon page. Um, which is patreon.com slash WWN um, in case you guys want to see uh, stuff there. And uh, if you decide to sign up as a patron, then you see the issues before they come out to everybody and they're always posted in full color. Ooh, cool! Um, and I'm also like I'm looking for ideas uh, to build the tiers because right now I don't have I don't have tiers. I haven't done a whole lot of sure. it. Um, you know, um, so I'm open to any suggestions of, you know, things people would like to see or benefits people would like to get. Um, you know, for a
0: yeah, I've, I've edited our tiers so many times and I've added and subtracted tiers. And I kind of like where it is now, but, um, I'll probably change it again a million times. So, uh, hmm. but, but Patreon is the best way to support your favorite content creators. I mean, uh, Twitter's not going to pay anybody, uh, none of those social media. I, I'd say they aren't going to pay people. Um, Facebook will pay you if you do videos uh, like YouTube. Um, but for the most part, for posting, you're not going to get paid. Um, but, uh, yeah. but you know, it does take, as content creators, time um, for us to do a podcast, for Rob to do a, uh, put together an amazing weekly uh, tabloid for us to view and laugh at and have a great time. Uh, with it, uh, so supporting our content creators is always something. So check out his Patreon page, definitely. Um,
2: yeah, and the new issue is almost done. Okay, um, you know I have the stories all dropped in. I just have to get some some imagery, but uh, cool. we're coming up on time again for for tar- tarmon Guide Knit 2020. So there's a, start all right. a sneak
0: preview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, how we can be found? um we're at The Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, the Wheelreads at gmail.com is our email address. If you decide to send us an email. Um, as mentioned before, we do have our Patreon um, at patreon.com slash thewheelreads. Uh, I think we have five tiers now. I might end up adding a six somewhere down the road. That's gonna be Ian's special tier. that's like 3000 dollars or something like that that no one's gonna ever buy uh, <laughs> um,
2: so uh but yeah, you get all the team painterer shirts
0: well, no it's it's uh, Ian had this whole thing where he wants to ha- he wants to be able to fly people out or go fly out to their house and cook a breakfast. Uh, at a tier as a benefit. <laughs> it's like, uh, cool. Yeah, it would be cool, but like, like cook. it's like, dude, that's a we have to set up okay. like three thousand dollars or something like that just so to make sure we don't lose money.
1: <laughs> we, we might have to do it like depending on how many miles away you are, or like if you're in a different country. But you know, we'll work out the We're work out good. the details. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, the big question is, do you trust him to cook
1: for you? Oh, it's gonna be horrible. Uh,
0: but it's <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Are you he, a skinny
2: kid, keep her or not? Ian's a good Uh, cook.
1: No, I'm a a, a fat innkeeper, and I was raised by fat innkeepers that Mm -hmm. love to innkeep. All
0: right. Yeah, he's actually a good cook. So, yeah, uh, go check that out. Uh, That way, you can listen to us live. Um, That's a dollar a month to do live for us to listen to us live. Um, $5 a month gets you early access, so you'll actually get the unedited version of this episode tomorrow. Uh, the $5 tier. And then we have different tiers, and different things. Um, now we have a merch store. Some of our tiers will get merch and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's lots of different things. So go check it out, read through the tiers, pick what level most comfortable for you. Yeah. And, um, and that would be great if you decide to do that. If you don't, that's fine too. Just listen to us. We just enjoy having listeners. Uh, you don't have to be a Patreon. Um, yeah, we, we're just enjoying that too. Um, also we have our discord. Um, it's uh it's it's been kicking off a lot recently thank you a few of a few of our discord members have been sharing us like crazy uh and and uh we've been enjoying the especially we've got a lot of first time readers uh the last like day uh, which which has been great. Cause, uh everyone here loves first time readers um it's good to interact with them just because they are um a breath of fresh air uh, that's why people like our podcast um yeah shout out to um is it alex is it uh night How you pronounce it? Is it Neve? Does I say right, Neve? Anyway, um, yeah, he he's uh, someone. He actually, I think, has a YouTube channel as well, real time. But he recruited a bunch of people for us as well. So, thank you. That's awesome. Um, doing the work. Yeah, d- doing doing all that great work for us. Um, but yeah, so that's a good place to hang out. We have lots of different uh, things always going on there. It's a very active active server um and that's about it i mean just like us share us tell people about us um uh yeah review us i mean even if you write bad reviews i I hope you don't but if you do it still helps with algorithms um surprisingly like just that the fact that people review us um yeah, like us. <laughs> Please like us. We're very likable. Uh, I just want to be lo-
2: my mom will pay you to like me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I just want to be loved. Uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, um, that helps us out a whole lot with uh, uh, being recommended on whether it's Apple or Google or Podbean or wherever you listen to us, uh, Spotify. Uh, the more people that, that subscribe are, uh, sign up to, to get the updates um, and also that Uh, review us. Um, uh, Those help uh, other people to find us. Um, So, yeah. um, We could actually have a smaller listener base, but if you have more people reviewing us, it it works with algorithms that we get recommended more. Anyway. So, there's non-monetary ways to help us, too. uh, And
1: we appreciate those.
0: So, that's about it. Um, I have nothing else for this week.
1: What about you guys? Until next time. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.